Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. With us on this episode is Teresa Hamilton, the founder of Giving the Basics. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you for having me. Great to be on. Teresa, you founded Giving the Basics 10 years ago in 2011. So first, congratulations on that 10-year anniversary. It is. It's It's crazy to see how fast it's gone. And it never got old. So that's the best part. What did you see 10 years ago that prompted you to found Giving the Basics? Tell us that story. Okay. 11 years ago, I received a phone call from a friend who needed help buying toilet paper. And it was such a strange phone call because she had lived a very fabulous life. And her husband had a great job and they had been on a trip. And he got stuck in a stream. And as it turns out, this story, it led him to surgery and sadly becoming addicted to prescription drugs, which was really sad. They ended up losing everything. She had six kids to raise and on her own now at this point when she called. And I said, why do you need help buying toilet paper? And she said, well, because it's not covered by government assistance and I'm using a government card now. And I said, what do you mean it's not covered? And she said, well, I went to the store with all of my kids to get groceries and I had this government card and they took everything out of my cart that I needed for to get my kids clean. Oh, wow. And anything for hygiene products, they're not covered. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. So she said, will you help me? And I said, of course, we're going to help you. What are you doing with your teenage girls? She said, well, I just have to, you know, figure it out. I don't know what to do. So mm-hmm. my husband, Bob, and I helped them for a period of 10 months, get everything they needed into their house. And then after that, she called and she said, I got a job. Um, you know, I don't need help anymore. Thank you so much. This has been life changing. I don't know what I would have done. And we said, well, that's just great. I mean, and honestly, I hung up the phone and I was like, yes, we're finished. Right. You know, <laughs> kind of that yay me, yay God kind of thing. Thanks for helping us help them. But then when I hung up the phone, there was this paralyzing feeling that there are others, there are more. And I could not shake that feeling. Well, in my lifetime, I have a three-time rule. If something comes up three times and it's really strong, then I'm going to deal with it start to finish. I don't go out looking for things to do. When things come to me, I just try to pay attention. Well, it came up a week later and then a week later, and I was like, okay, dang it, that was the third time. I'm just going to make some phone calls. Yep, the sign was there. (laughs) Figure out what's going on here. So I started calling pantries. I started calling all kinds of locations to say, do you get hygiene products that you can give to people when they come in your door? Because this lady said that she'd been to a pantry and they only had one roll of toilet paper to give her. So I thought Kansas had a huge problem. And then I realized it wasn't Kansas and Missouri. It was the entire United States has a problem. Hygiene products are not covered. Mm. Millions and millions of people, anyone who's on government assistance can't get them. I thought, you know, we've got a great system for food. There's lots of people that do a good job getting food into the hands of people, but not specifically hygiene. They were lost in food. So I thought I'll get it started so that it's here long after I'm dead and gone. And then people in the KC area will have access to hygiene products. So that's what I did. And it has been wonderful because we've gone from, you know, initially starting with six pantries, we've got 511 locations that benefit from giving the basics now. Yeah, we're providing product in one form or another in 29 states. So in our 10 years, we have exploded 
it's been really wonderful. So Casey is really, we feel like we've stabilized Kansas City in time of regular need and in time of emergency during COVID. We just increased our output at 68% and got it into the hands of people quickly and did some tracking. We have new normals for forecasting and we're ready to rock and roll. So I bet the pandemic really, really exasperated the need. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Who does the organization serve? You mentioned your friend and that she had a government card, but it doesn't include toiletries and personal hygiene items. Is there any kind of eligibility? Can anybody walk into one of the facilities, one of these pantries that you spoke of, and say, I'm in need and and they're served? How does that work? Well, how it works is we've got four programs that we provide to. Okay. So when we have pantries that log in every month and they order monthly the products that they need for their clients, we provide to 350 schools, 360 actually schools in the local metro area. We provide to 14 police departments so they can get it out to people in need. And then we've got a couple of senior programs that we provide incontinence products to seniors because they're not covered as well. So what happens is a client of one of these pantry schools, police or senior programs, they'll, they'll walk in and they'll say, can I get a shampoo, a deodorant or whatever? Then they're given the product. And as far as qualifying, I'm sure that they have their own ways of qualifying them. They're on the SNAP program or they'll have to show them they're on the MacLink program. But we hate kits. I mean, in every way, they are so inefficient and they cause so much waste. So to honor our donors' dollars, we require that every one of these organizations that we serve does not put together kits because you don't need a new deodorant every month. You don't need a new toothpaste every month. So if they're kidding up the product and handing it out, we're going to have all this deodorant sitting in a drawer that we could have given to someone else. So that's how the product is distributed so that people in need can walk in and choose what they need. That's part of dignity, right? That you get to choose instead of be told what we're going to throw you. So we've got a compliance that these pantries and schools and other places have to go through an annual compliance. And, you know, they sign our terms of agreement that, that's one of them. They have to pick up on time, order on time. And it's we make the, pro- the process so simple um, as we're vetting these pantries. We've just got to know that you do a good job and you'll get it in the hands of the people quickly. Because that's the goal, right? Product in the hands of the people. Right. It doesn't do them any good sitting on a shelf somewhere. Talk to us about how you get the product yourself. The way that we get product at Giving the Basics is we have manufacturers and distributors who donate product to us. We may receive a truckload or do drives out in the community. We ask businesses and individuals to run drives for us, um, ask for barrels. So that's another way that we get product in. Another way is if we run low, we can purchase it with donors dollars. Yeah, we are fortunate at giving the basics to be able to triple the dollar because of our buying power. So obviously we can do more with the dollar, but we we understand that people want to touch it, feel it, understand the process. So we don't discourage anyone from doing what they want to do. If they want to donate and let us triple the dollar, that's fantastic. Once they understand what we do, pretty much everybody goes to that place. But anyway, I, we want everyone to understand it because this is going to be around for a long time that people can't get these products. When you said that you started here 10 years ago in Kansas City and now you're in 29 states, how did you roll that out into the other states? I mean, you really have created a, a 
business model here. This isn't just something you're doing on the side. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, you know, it, it happened organically. We had excess product that we didn't want to expire. So we had to, of course, find some larger locations to push some product that we couldn't use in Kansas City because we were dedicated Kansas City first. We grew up here. This is our city. We're going to nail it. Once we exhausted our possibilities here for if we had an excess of, say, lotion, we didn't want it to expire. So we had to find some places that were able to receive it and get it out the door and track it for us because tracking is a big deal for us because we've got to have some inroads for the future. Secondly, we realized that there were a lot of companies out there that wanted to have national product drives. So we started a national product drive system and it was wonderful because all, if they had 15 locations throughout the country, we were able to drop ship to those locations, the hygiene products that they garnered from their product drive. So it was phenomenal. It was very organic how we grew. And I feel like that's responsible because we don't take on a location locally unless we know we're going to be able to serve them for a length of time. It was more of an organic as needed thing. And so we've had the companies that have done the national product drives just love it because they, they do a competition and it's really wonderful for them. Yeah. And you have organizers in the various states that you serve. You're not trying to run those from Kansas City, I take it. You know, it's coordinated by the, you know, the company. We just do a great job of communicating with them on a daily basis where their organizations are at for product. And so we do have a staff member here who runs those national product drive, but it's not a constant thing. I mean, we've got maybe, you know, for a year. So it's not like every single day we're trying to run this. What are you finding are your, let's say, your top five most needed items? Is that a pretty consistent list or does that change from time to time? Oh, it's very consistent over the years, you know, because what we try to do Post-pandemic, we've tried to stock eight months worth of product because we know that that's responsible in case there's any kind of a shutdown. And we did it at the supply chain, yeah, the yeah. 68% increase. So we've got some really good stock, but what we always have to end up purchasing is toothpaste and deodorant and you know shampoo. We purchase razors. A lot of times we'll have to purchase toilet paper, the paper products and feminine products. If I had to say those are our top needs that we look for and are continuing to look for manufacturers to get those donations, it would help us so much to not have to spend money on product. A semi of toilet paper is like $22,000. Oh, I can. A lot of money. That. Yeah. And we have yeah. to do that a couple times a year. So it's not, it's not easy, but this is the one thing it started with was toilet paper. So, right? <laughs> exactly. You cannot, right. you cannot provide that to your pantries. They're in desperate need. The people are. You mentioned that you work with various groups, veterans, the school children, the elderly, and you know some of the extended care homes and so forth. How did you decide to add those particular programs? We started with just pantries, getting it into the hands of people through the foot traffic at the pantries because it seemed like it was respectful to say they've already vetted the clients. We don't need to vet anybody. We just need to make sure that they have the product available. So we started with that. And then we received a phone call from a teacher asking, could we do a school? And we thought, well, you know, the system so wonderfully is set up to do any location. So we decided to add the school kids because she said the kids are getting bullied. They're sitting in the back of the classroom. They won't raise their hand. Yeah. They don't socialize. They dread going to school. They, she had talked to these kids and we talked to the kids and it was the saddest thing to see that they just 
kind of endured it all day long, the pain of being at school because they didn't have access to the products. So of course we added one school and now we have got 25 active school districts, which is 360 schools. So that gets around, doesn't it? Yeah, it did. And then um, the police, we were watching the police have a difficult time being able to serve the people at a personal level. So we approached the police department in Kansas City, Missouri and said, hey, we'd love to have you distribute our products when you're out there because you're going to meet people we would never meet. So we decided to go ahead and add the police in and it is one of their favorite programs. Their testimonials are unbelievable how they can, in a crime scene, get it into the hands of a family they wouldn't normally be able to. So that's wonderful. And then the other one we added was seniors. And that was because emotionally, I just couldn't handle it anymore. The phone calls I would get when I first started giving the basics, all the phone calls came to my mm-hmm. phone. And so at 1030 at night, I'd have a senior citizen crying on the other end of the phone saying, I'm getting jacked around and nobody's helping me and I need these incontinence products and I'm sitting in my own waist. And I thought, you know what? I came in and I told our team, I said, you know, these people built our buildings, our roads. They built Kansas City, many of them. And now they're sitting in their own waist like, heck no, we've got to do something. So we added the senior incontinence program. And that one's probably the most near and dear to my heart because I just cannot imagine being stuck in that kind of pain, never knowing at the end of your road, you're going to end up without incontinence products. And that is something that we run out of. The incontinence products are, and I hadn't mentioned that earlier. So we are looking for a manufacturer to get us stable in making sure we've got all the sizes because we provide it by size and type of incontinence product that the senior needs. That's really why we added all of those programs. We did it and it's the same system. It's just meant to be because the ordering, they order monthly, they pick up monthly and they get it out into the community. They order monthly, they pick up monthly. You know, it's all of them do the exact same thing on a different day. So we're constantly filling orders down here, packaging, sorting, and filling orders for all of these organizations. Some of our pantry locations are veterans and some of them are also prison reentry. The veterans is a really cool program though. They don't have much to give the veterans and they decided that this was a really, if you missed this for the veterans, they wouldn't ever really be able to fit in like the school kids weren't able to fit in. They wouldn't be able to have that pride and dignity that they deserve after serving our country and the sacrifices they've made. So this became a priority for us to take on veterans, locate specific pantries that were veteran oriented. Obviously, you have a large, large outreach. You operate very much under the radar. Can you talk with us in specific terms about the impact of this program over the last 10 years? It, it has been very interesting in growing, giving the basics and doing it intentionally. We wanted to run this as a business model and we wanted to make sure that our work proved who we were. We didn't want to have anything that we had to try to prove or sell to get people to be engaged with giving the basics. It's allowed us to impact over 250,000 people a month. When we're doing grants, you know, and they're, they're wanting an impact statement and all of these things, I think if you want to know the real impact of giving the basics, try to go for three days without any basics, no toilet paper, no soap, no shampoo. And, you know, imagine yourself trying to go to work or get a job. So we tell people the challenge is go for three days and halfway through the first day, 
video how that felt and send it to us because that's the impact of one bottle of shampoo. It's, it's relief for a family of four for a month. You look at what soap, a bar of soap, that's relief. It's health, hope, and dignity. That's the impact of the pro- hygiene products that we provide to all these people. So that's why it never gets old. Our team is really engaged. The testimonials we have are incredible from people. But you're right about how we go under the radar because we've tried to interview people that, you know, we serve these pantries. So we'll ask them, hey, can you get us a testimonial so that we can show the impact? And they always are thanking the pantry for the hygiene products. And we're like, okay, they don't even know we're involved, which is really kind of cool. We're like the silent provider. So I feel like we're really doing God's work behind the scenes to make sure that we're supporting the pantries to their success, to their clients' success, and eventually to their their children, their student, whoever it is. We're helping everyone behind the scenes. That's really hard to market. So when it comes to asking for grant dollars, we're, we're always a little like, oh my goodness, you know, since we are not able to go out and market what we do through these testimonials, we do get them from the pantries. But the individual clients, I mean, we're helping 250,000 people a month that we will never meet. That child who was sitting in the back of the room and was not fully engaged in school because he or she felt uh, unclean or bullied, that now they're engaged. And who knows what overall change that can have on their life and what they might go on to do. So there's, there's, that's just one example, but you know, that's, that's the impact you can't really measure. Well, you're right. You know, we, we've got the testimonials from the teachers. The kids are raising their hand. They're moving to the front of the classroom. They've gone from D's and F's to A's and B's. So the impact is direct and immediate on these students. And if you imagine the pressure they've been under, and now they believed all these lies about themselves, that they're junk and it's not true. And so finally they're freed from that. And they always feel like people are staring at them. So all of that goes away and the pride and the dignity start to shine and they see hope for the future. And you think about the distance and difference that is caused by not having soap and shampoo. And this is so easy to fix. And so it's something that you know we're, we've been tracking the United States for the last 11 years. We have locations all over the country that have requested our services and registered with giving the basics. So with the proper funding, we can literally just say, turn on Oklahoma, turn on California, right? Because we've been tracking the need in all of these locations as these pantries and schools and police departments register to receive from us. Let's talk about how our listeners can help support Giving the Basics. To support Giving the Basics, get involved, come and volunteer and and put your eyes on what we're doing. And then after you volunteer, bring others so that you can give them a tour and they can see what we're doing. If you work for a company that you could get involved to have a product drive, if you know of any companies that have grants we can apply for, that would be very helpful. Funding is obviously imperative to be able to get product to people. If you are in a position where you can donate personally, please do that. But the main thing is to make this part of your DNA, just feel it. Feel it so that you want to come take a tour, volunteer, have a drive, or donate because those really are vehicles, just like our systems for getting product out there, our programs. There's just great ways that you can tailor and choose 
how you want to do it. And we want to offer dignity to you to, to choose a way and then come see us. And what is the best way to get in touch? Is it to go out to your website first and review the different programs and the different volunteer and engagement opportunities that are available and then contact you through the website? You can contact us through info at givingthebasics.org, or you can go to the website at the givingthebasics.org website. There is a contact us button on there that you can use, or you can always give us a call. And that number's on the website as well, right? Right. That's on the website. Teresa, wonderful, wonderful things that you are doing there. And to imagine that it all started with a friend in need. Well, I I can't leave off the fact that we have an incredible board of directors and we've had so many smart and generous people step up for giving the basics. So when you're on our website, if you do choose to go that way, please look at our board. And if you see them in person, thank them because their efforts have gotten us to this place that we are. They're dedicated. They know this isn't going to fix itself and they're in it for the long term to make sure that we have a system set up for Kansas City long term. No other city has what we have. Well, thank you very much for sharing this with us and thank you, the board, all your volunteers and staff for all the work that you do. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys are wonderful. You've been a great source of support for us. This is Joe Close, president of Country Club Bank. Thank you to Teresa Hamilton for being our guest on this episode of Banking on KC. Most of us get up in the morning, shower, shave, and wash our hair. It's a ritual we perform so often, we don't even think about it. Yet many of our fellow citizens lack personal hygiene products that we use throughout the day and take for granted. Stop for a minute and think through all the products like toilet paper, toothpaste, shampoo, deodorant, laundry soap, etc., that you use every day. Now think about going a day or even half a day without them. Giving the basics provides the necessities of life that government assistance programs don't cover. Providing these products helps eliminate humiliation, promotes better learning and engagement for our youth, and importantly, offers hope and dignity. Country Club Bank is honored to offer our support to Giving the Basics. We applaud Teresa, her team, and their community partners for the much-needed work that they do. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City. Country Club Bank, member FDIC.